Nothing much, man. You know, just uh, running the errands, working with the kids. I'm going to make a I'm in this space right now, I mean, I done had my little while and out period after marriage. Right. So I'm, I'm, I'm somewhat calming down now. <laughs> okay, okay. And and what I'm finding is, is that the things that I do value, what I enjoy the most. I enjoy, I enjoy my peace. I enjoy my money. <laughs> I enjoy, man, being able to uh, not be responsible for the emotions and the strain right. and the stress of another individual. Right. Yeah. That's where I'm at with that right now. Okay. I don't... All right. Hey, how how long was that phase though? Um, it it, it, it depends. I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you the truth, and I'm I'm gonna say this. It I, I I'm gonna guess and say it depends on how brutal the uh relationship was. Cause sometimes okay. you're in situations like that where nothing was happening. It's like a straight drought. Right. And so in your mind, you're feeling like, look, I'm about to go out here and do everything and anything I can within this season. And right. so that season goes from um, spring to winter quickly. But I'm going to tell you something that really happened, though. Mm-hmm. COVID happened. Right. So because COVID happened, it really altered my viewpoint on what all I was doing because everybody wasn't out as much. The availability was different. And then also, too, man, my practice and business built up because now I was working more. So I'd rather go and do that than do other things. Right. So, I mean, a lot of it, man, is just timing. I will say that. A lot of it definitely is timing. But the situation that you came out with, I ain't came out from, I'm sorry. I think that dictates a lot of what takes place. Right. Especially if you're needing or looking for something. Also, too, the level of companionship, because that's the thing that I think people forget. You can leave, you can, just because you leave the, the settings or leave the, the, the outer vessel of a person who is inside your domicile, right, does not mean you're not going to miss companionship in some sort of way. Right. You're just used to taking up space with somebody, oh, I know he's there. It's a familiarity. It's patterns. Right. It's different things you roll into. But then right. once that's gone, you're like, man, this, this show is quiet around here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that word. This show is quiet now. Man, but then you go and you start going through your roller decks, so you start, man, going through your contacts. <laughs> and then now, and that's the beauty in it, because that's when you really start to see more about yourself. Then right. you, think, you start to hear those, um, those uh, confirming or you start to live those confirming statements, which says it ain't really too much out here. Right. It's not because like, oh yeah, it really ain't. I'm not doing too much. Nah, she on some BS, they on some BS. Oh, I don't like it. Oh, cool. Right. And then you start to kind of figure out, okay, where am I at right now? You know, how am I living? How am I enjoying myself? You know, the interesting part, I know, uh, I know we came on here 
to say one thing, but really you're actually walking down the street that we might, you know, want to tackle for a moment. I just want to rest here in that moment because, and, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, but let me, let me start out by saying, of course, this is, uh, this is the Understanding a Man uh, podcast. I have an amazing guest here with me today, uh, Mr. James Bush, and I'm going to let him uh, kind of give his background, but we're going to dive right into something really quickly that he's talking about, um, that state of mind. It's interesting. I was actually at church today and uh, spoke even more towards some of the things we were talking about on Friday, but then also kind of where you're going with that today. So, um, James, because folks might not know who you are, all right, the greatness that is within you and what you do out here, can you can you give them the elevator version of uh, who you are, where you're from, where they can follow you, all that good stuff? Uh, so that they can know who, who's a, the amazing guest for the day. All right. My name is James Bush. I am host of the Mind of a Man podcast. Also, I am a licensed professional therapist in the state of Tennessee. Um, I see clients all day, every day, pretty much seven days a week, uh, dealing with various issues from um, sexual offensive um, things to married couples to adolescent development. The list goes on and on. I, I love what I do. I enjoy talking to people. Yeah, I'm nosy. <laughs> so uh, it's, it's what I am it's what I do right. and I, I like educating and informing brothers especially that's my niche that's my passion so that brothers are able to learn more about what we need in this day and age because what I really feel is a lot of us didn't get a lot of those lessons and even if we did get lessons uh, the world is evolving at a rapid pace and so there needs to be uh, a uh, follow-up course on some of the things that are happening today so man I'm excited to be on um, Elam He's a dynamic brother. I mean, he's passionate. I mean, <laughs> at one point in time, I, I thought he was going to say, King Kong ain't got nothing on me. <laughs> <laughs> that was coming. That was coming. That was coming. I will use that. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, you, know it. you can pull it off. You can pull it off. <laughs> oh, man. And just so you guys know, I had a chance to um, just be blessed with um, a previous podcast. Um, and you guys will see that come out. Um, and also, that make sure that you are following uh, James, just an amazing individual and, and what he's doing out here in the community. So I want to start off by just thanking you um, for just being out here, just keeping people together um, and, and you know, from a relationship perspective or helping people walk through their life, coaching pieces in life and even dealing with some of the, the mental um, uh, health challenges sometimes that people go through and helping them walk through that as well. So um, definitely appreciate you doing that. Of course, my co-host, uh, Mr. Charles James and Mr. Alexis Williams, they always shaking the movement so they didn't get a chance to. Okay. Um, be on here as well but you know you and I get to talk and we're gonna go for about two three hours anyway so <laughs> we're gonna keep it we're gonna keep it small but I want to dive right into something uh, that you were already talking about because um, you were kind of speaking towards uh, you being out here dating whatever case it be and so um, you know and hitting that phase and so recently uh, you've gone through a divorce is that correct? I sure have. Absolutely <laughs> and, and so um, you know somebody uh, somebody might sit there and say, okay, well, wait a minute, you know, you're a therapist, you're a counselor, like how you, you know, how you out here helping other people, or you divorce or whatever case it be. When you hear something like that, what are your thoughts when, when, when somebody might say that to you? I'm gladly, I mean, I'm gladly to talk about it. I mean, definitely. What I tell people about a marriage is that um, a marriage is a team activity. And so just because you are, um, invested, that you are, as Master P would say, about it, or uh, you are involved in trying to make the situation uh, go further and forward, it takes both parties being able to do that. Now, sometimes, 
some people, they have the energy, they have the uh, gusto, the gumption to continue to see it forward. Mm -hmm. Sometimes people decide that they want to get off the boat. And glory be, that's their choice. That's their decision. There is nothing you can do about it. I want to tell and inform individuals. Um, I was talking to a divorce attorney not too long ago for my podcast, that is. But you can't hold a person hostage in a marriage. If they want to leave, they can go file and you have a certain window of time to respond to that filing or so. That is the laws of the land. That's what it is. And unfortunately, that happens all too often, especially in this day and age when it's it's increasingly easy to get a divorce. So my thing is, is that it happens. Um, What I will say also too, is that sometimes people look at longevity in a marriage because I was married uh, almost um, almost pretty much 16 years. And right. some people look at longevity as a benchmark or a mile marker or so like that. But unfortunately, sometimes you never know what is going on in the, another individual unless they communicate those ideals with you. Right. And so that's why I really stress communication and I stress authenticity as well. But it happens. It happens to the best of us. I've got many of my colleagues who have been divorced. But what I will do is put the other caveat as well with that. The caveat is is that what I feel that makes me more informed when I'm talking to my clientele, because I can tell them about the legal system. I can tell them about child support, uh, family law, what Mm. that's going to entail on your children, Mm. how that's going to affect them, what that's going to do to you, uh, how it can possibly affect your business, some of the concerns or anything like that. They're not something that you can go through a textbook and kind of ascertain. It's lived experience. And when you are able to connect with a person who is experiencing that, those lived experiences, it makes you more powerful, more effective to want mm-hmm. to help someone. And then that's when the passion comes in because I'm telling them, I'm like, look, I will go through what I went through so you don't have to go through that as well. Right, right. And it's interesting you said that. I know this is going to be uh, multiple parts that we're going to have to discuss. Oh, I want definitely. to go, oh, I want to go back because, you know, let, let, you know, in this, in this COVID space that we're in right now, right? right? Um, I, I, I have said to people that, um, you know, the, the one of the things that the pandemic has done this year is that it's created an exposure level, right? There's been some people um, that have been exposed to how their jobs really feel about them and they've been let go, right? Um, right. There have been some people who have been exposed to, you know, within this election, right? That, right. Uh, you know, it, it helped you understand who you was really kicking it with, right? Um, or who you were cool with, right? And then we also have some portions to where, you know, with people being home all the time and being up under each other, uh, you have those people who might have been traveling a lot. And then so when they, that gave them a chance to miss their spouse. So when they came home, they actually were able to cohabitate. But now you got people who are just under the same roof all day, every day. And some people have not made it. Some people have chosen to. And I know you've probably heard it from some of your clients. I've heard it from some of my clients as well. So whereas it's just like, you know what? This is maybe wasn't a good decision or, you know, just maybe they what people would say grew apart. Right. Um, And so, uh, you know, in this space that some people are in and they're looking at, for example, the longevity pieces. Right. Uh And they're like, well, we've been together for 16 or 20 or 25 or 30 years and they just stay on in there. Uh-huh. When when you talk to somebody um, in that regard, how you know what 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 guidance do you give them when they're just like, well, we've been together for so long, so they might as well just stay on in. Oh well, I, I take uh, you mentioned uh, uh, in COVID, and all of a sudden that Jeezy line came to me and said it was all good just a week ago. 
That's right, right. <laughs> it was all good last year when everybody was just <laughs> listen. Hey, check this out before you. I know you was about to go in real quick. But here's the thing: people don't realize the eight hours that some people spent at work all day. Right. Are you at one office and they at another? That actually saves some marriages. You know what I'm saying? Because you only had to deal with them maybe for three, four hours in the afternoon, watch a TV show, go to bed, get up and do the next thing. And that's how 15, 20, 30 years can just wrap up inside of itself. And so now you have no choice but to really coexist, really communicate. And you're seeing that person all day, every day. And some people were just not able to, you know, to sustain. And it doesn't make them bad people. Um, so I want to start off by saying that if you if you feel in this space, it doesn't make you a bad person. It's just simply that there's a lot. You know, what I've noticed is that it's normally levels of communication that uh-huh. should have existed a long time ago that uh-huh. now you're now forced to have those levels of communication because you are in each other's face all day. But what, 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 mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, dude, you, you're clicking on a whole bunch of uh, information right there. So for one, let's look at this. COVID has exposed a lot. Um, everything, a lot of things slowed down. And so your outlets, your distractions are not as accessible as they used to be. Also too, we learned from COVID that uh, alcohol sales went up, you know, substance abuse went up, domestic violence went up or so like that. And pornography went up as well too, usage. So my point is, (laughs) in all of that is that you have all these different variables and factors that are impacting a system, a household. And when that happens, you are forced to deal with it. If it something happens in the right side of the house or in the right corner, it's going to affect the other portion of it as well. It's not right. isolated. What I tell clients when they come in is that what affects one of you affects both of you. It's not, you don't operate in your silos or anything like that. So the thing is, is that now we don't have the necessary uh, distractions or the escapes to help us in those moments. I was talking right. to a, um, a therapist um, not too long ago where she said COVID has impacted their sex life. How did it impact it? Because usually she would have the time to prepare herself so that she can feel as sexy and sexual as needed for her mate. But because he is not at the gym like he usually is, and okay. she is not able to go to the beauty salon like she used to be, okay. or go to the nail salon, especially in those early COVID periods, it just mm-hmm. made her feel like Ah, and mm-hmm. so they had to kind of find ways to adjust and wow. you know, reset and recalibrate what they were doing. Did they figure it out? They gave some helpful tips and they are doing at least better right now, but it is a challenge if you haven't prepared for it. Now, granted, what are we talking about when we call preparing? Preparing is when you don't have, preparing is when you have a solid enough dialogue and level of communication between both of you. If you're not able to talk and able to discuss those things and those ideas along those ways, then you are pretty much setting yourself up for a disaster. It's like going into somewhat of a storm, a typhoon, and then that boat will rock, it will shipwreck, it will do whatever uh, adjective that you can say in that moment. Why? Because you aren't prepared to handle the situation. It's like, you know, it's to the point where it's like, a, it's like where we have a foundation, where we have the bricks, we have the house that's built on straw. And so when life, when wind, when everything comes and starts blowing out and everything, the found the solid foundation, which is communication, which is authenticity, which is being present, which is all of those things may have an opportunity to stand. Because I'm not saying that that won't break as well. And I'm not right. saying it won't be better. But those right. other little things that's built off of superficial ideas, right. needs, 
Instagram posts, memes, right. days, the flight of the day, that has more of an opportunity to fly right. away at that point in time because there's nothing solid there. And, and you said something that some people were doing, but I'm going to say more people were not than uh, should have. And when you were talking about communication, and of course, that's one of the top three reasons for divorce is communication. Right. Actually, it bounces back and forth between the number one and the number three reason for uh, you know, divorce. And let, let's just make sure that people understand these stats that already existed before COVID, right? right. Divorce right. was running at 50% inside of the U.S., mm -hmm. right? Inside, mm -hmm. of the, um, inside of the minority community, it was running at 70%, okay? <laughs> yeah. And so now let's go back, particularly, let's just look at the minority community real quickly, right? right. Let's just right. go back to the fact that, um, to your point about the communication, think about how we were raised, right? We were raised that actually, when it comes to your relationship, you know, you either talk to your pastor or you just, you know, trust God and just love through it. True. Right? True. I, I have no idea what that looks like. Right. But those are just the instructions because, no, you can't go get a counselor because if you if you're in counsel, if you're in communication with somebody who can help prepare your mind for the space that you're going to walk in. Right. If that was looked down upon as if there was something wrong with you. Yeah. And let me just uh, just table this, and I'm sure that you would agree with this as well. There's something wrong with everybody. Okay? Everybody has some, some things, not thing, things wrong with all of us. And so some of the defense um, that we should have been working on, um, you know, and some of the couples that might be in this space right now, I want to speak to that because one of the things, James, you said was about communication. And the only thing that COVID did a lot was expose the lack thereof of communication that was existing in your household. And so when we say things like, you know, we grew apart, whatever, I've never seen anybody grow apart. But it's it, it, certain phrases that you hear, you're just like, if you really break it down, it makes no sense. Nobody grows apart. By the time you get married and gr you've grown enough, meaning that you're five foot nine or you're six foot five or whatever. So you're not, you didn't become six, six. You become 5'10". What really happened is that your level of communication atrophied, okay? And, and so at the end of the day, if that, if that happens, if that goes away, things start to die. Anything that is not growing is dying. And if your communication is not growing, that means it can only do one other thing, die. And so if it's dying and then you have a catalyst come along like a little bug that says, hey, you got to stay home every day with your person for the next six, seven, eight months. Boom. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you have a, you have a steamroll effect. And so I, I, I like that you talked about that level of communication. And even for those that might happen to want to hit a little turnaround point, if you've been going so long without communicating, you basically have to start you have to hit that reset button and start all over again and be an active participant within that communication. Something that you just um, mentioned was growing apart. And I think people try to use that as somewhat of a new phenomenon uh, mm -hmm. where we just started growing apart. We just started to make decisions that we wanted to do this. I'm going to be honest with you. I think sometimes that because in our dating period, there was a lack of authenticity that was being displayed by both parties. And so because of that, the person that you knew or the person that you said I do to is not the person that you actually married. Right. You married right. A, a model. You married a, a um, an representative. Outfit, I call a representative. it a representative. <laughs> Perfectly stated, a representative. And so as time moved on, 
Now that true person is not if they were going to come out, it's when they're going to come out. And yes, when they truly um, showed and demonstrated themselves to you, then you're like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> I really don't know you. <laughs> no, that's who he's been the whole time. Yep. That's who she's been the whole time. Yep. You, my yep. friend, just did not choose to accept them for who they were. And and also, too, it's amazing because I definitely like going back to the ethos and the origin of different situations. You know, how did it start? It's like when comics, the origin story. How did you get your powers? How did you get to the place where you guys are together right now? Right. When you hear about the stories, I'm like, wait a minute. So you mean to tell me is that you met this person on the heels of them getting out of a long-term relationship with someone that had disastrous consequences or ramifications. Okay. Let's look at that for a minute. Okay. Let's let's let's, let's pause. <laughs> let's take a let's take a breath and let's say right. okay. So 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 he was in a marriage for uh, eight years. He's been dating her for uh, ten years. What well, was well, five years before that? They were in together, they had kids or so, and then all of a sudden, boom, they decided that they wanted to kind of try to make it work. So, mm-hmm. but it faltered. So now that it faltered, now here's the new person. Right. There's all of this data and all of these occurrences that have happened. Come on, data. <laughs> In dating them, you didn't want to question, to investigate. To see what is truly going on, to see that oh yeah, I mean, granted there was shared and lived experiences with that person, so there's possibly feelings involved with that situation. So there's also going to be some things that possibly come down the line that is going to affect you two as you guys move together. But you said, you know what, I'm going to go and I'm just going to make it work, and you know, we have yeah. love and we're going to just do it. No, no. <laughs> and so those are some of the things that it's like the head scratcher for a minute. I'm like. Wait a minute, now that that, that dog doesn't hunt. Go ahead. And I want to stop right there because I'm hoping, and, and again, guys, we're talking to Mr. James Bush, uh, who's he's out of Tennessee, a counselor, has an amazing podcast, and uh, we'll share a little bit more of that with you as, as we go on here. But um, just speaking about divorce, and and I, I like where you just went there because what that does, and I always try to tell my single people this, right? You just place the level of accountability that people need to start thinking about when they're in the dating phase. It's not just about, you know, having fun. or No, no, excuse me. Have all the fun you want. You can do that. But when it's time to commit, you might want to start collecting data, not how do they look, not is the sex good enough, you know what I'm saying? Not do they have nice teeth or can they make happy babies? You know what I'm saying? Like... <laughs> We got to get out of this stuff. We got to stop this, this, just really looking at that and start looking, start peeling back the onion of what is that person's love language? You, you know what I'm saying? Like baseline, okay? It, you know, what type of spirituality is going to exist in your home? What, where's that level of leadership going to come from? You know, just, just something crazy like, I don't know, faith. Whoever your, whoever your deity is, right? And so um, one of the things that you were just speaking about is that, you know, when you were talking about representative, right? Um, here's the thing that, yeah, they might've showed you their representative, but they also, and I particularly like to share this with women, you have this thing called the power of discernment, right? Uh-huh. And the playboys of the world, they hate it, right? Uh-huh. Uh, Cause you can kind of like your spider sense starts tingling. 
uh -huh. right and telling you that this is not the right but but you stay on in there because uh -huh. maybe y'all have been dating for two years or three years whatever the case would be you really started seeing a lot of these signs like at two and three months but uh -huh. you chose not to pull the plug and keep it moving uh -huh. now it takes again we it in walks a little a little bug named COVID, and it exposed everything that really was already there but you just didn't want to do the due diligence and or even if it was something difficult that you were existing inside of, right? Not going and getting the mentorship and the coaching and the counseling to keep you inside of a game that you have a 70% chance of losing in. Yeah, uh, I definitely, I, th I, th I like how you broke it down as far as man, the details and the topics of what it takes place is when it comes to faith, when it comes to business, when it comes to money, when it comes to child parenting, rearing, when it comes again to the other relationship because guess what folks after 30 after 35 mm -hmm. it's a high probability that that person that you are dating has other children or has right. other relationships that they're coming out of right so those are some things that you have to take into consideration and people call it baggage you got some baggage and baggage could be kids it could be past relationship it could be no, no, people don't be looking at their own baggage. You know what I'm saying? Like, and here's the thing. Kids are, are, are I'm going to go ahead and say something that's probably going to hurt some people. Kids are baggage too. Okay. They are, they come with their own. Here's the thing. Up to 70% of the argument. I heard this on CNN one time, right? They said up to 70% of the arguments in your home can be because of your kids. I can believe that. Okay. Yeah, so think about that. it. And those of you who don't have any kids, get some. You're going to have some arguments over the kids. You, you're going to, right? But if you haven't done a baseline of understanding, how are you guys going to do discipline? Right? There are people who argue one person just wants to, you know, slap the person on their hand. The other person wants to take the belt off. The other person just wants to take the television away. You know what I'm saying? There's a whole different, or the other person just says, hey, don't do it again. Now you're arguing about something as simple as the disciplinary of your home. Well, y'all should have talked about that in pre-marriage counseling. Yeah. Oh, you didn't do pre-marriage counseling. Oh, okay. So you were about to play against this game of life and you had no practice. Yeah. You just took your previous relationships and said, we just gonna roll this dice. No investment. Okay. And so the reason why I would kind of want to highlight some of these things is that when we're looking at the topic of divorce, and it, you know, it is something that a lot of people are experiencing. Some people are, you know, that are listening here are actually thinking about it and they're trying to figure out, should I stay on in? Right. Or should I should I leave? Right. Uh -huh. And I always share with people because they, they ask me that normally directly. And I always tell people I don't tell people to leave. I don't tell people to stay. I just expose the information to you because there's two reasons why people don't do something. Either they don't know how or they don't want to. So if I expose inside of your relationship things that are going on, now you have the opportunity of figuring out, do I want to move forward and continue to do this or do I not want to do that? Right. And so yeah. go ahead. It's funny you mentioned that because I get asked that a lot, you know, and they said, I know you can't tell me really what to do, but I throw this um, bit of information out. And this is based on the laws of the land. And it's not saying that the relationship or the marriage per se is over. When the relationship begins to become physical, when you start getting to the point where the law will get involved in your situation. I was going to say, when you, let's clarify physical, like you, you putting your hands on somebody or? Yes. Yes. Okay, I thought, okay, okay. When you're putting your hands on someone or assaulting them in some type of way, whether it's 
either way or something like that, male to female, female to male, however that may go. That is a time for you to separate yourself from the situation. And why I say that is because when you get the legal system involved in your business, it is a monster. Mm -hmm. There are attorney fees. There is possible counseling. There are order protections. There is a lot of stuff that goes along with that. And guess what? The law is not going to be on your side a lot of times based on your personal personal situation. And so it is better for you to try at best to save off that situation altogether. What am I saying, James? What I'm saying is, is that if you can work something out with someone without the law getting involved, that's an awesome thing. If you feel like you want to put your hands on that person or assault that person, you need to put some space between you and them. Do not send them threatening text messages. Do not go and send them threatening emails. Do not even allow your family member to contact them because that is something that can be used against you. Or so. No, no, because I want to even take that even further because, uh, you know, as you're speaking, you know, most people are probably saying to themselves, right, um, that, uh, yeah, you shouldn't put your hands on somebody. Absolutely not. Nobody should be putting their hands on. Nobody should be putting their hands on anybody. Watch this. You should also watch how you put your mouth on somebody. Okay. Uh, You know, the the old saying is that the pen is mightier than the sword. The things that you say are almost just as damaging as if you put your hands on somebody. And I don't have the specific, um, I don't have the specific terminology that just escapes me right now, but sometimes, and for those of you who are listening right now, uh, I hope that you're not in this space, but if you are, I want to present it to you so that you can pay attention to it. Sometimes when you start getting into that space of wanting to leave somebody or not want to be with them, or you don't trust them, whatever the case may be, but particularly right when that window, you know, it's like fourth quarter and two minutes left in the game of your marriage. And either, you know, you might be able to throw that bomb pass and still win and stay in the marriage, or, you know, it might have to end and just, you know, lose that particular game. So there is a point where as you actually, everything that the other person is saying, you no longer give them the benefit of the doubt. And it's a specific terminology that exists for it. I'm going to try to think about it before we get off. Um, But there's a space that people get to, to whereas if somebody else says it, you would believe it. But if the person who you are in the relationship with says the same thing, you're not going to listen to them. You're not going to trust them because you built up this wall. People say they grew apart. No, what what you allowed to grow into in your mental capacity is your lack of trust for the person. So when they say the sky is blue, you're like, no, it's not. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? That's a white cloud. No, it's not. It's black. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, everything the person says, you're going to say the opposite. And if you are in that space right now, and this is the reason why we want to kind of have at least this part one of talking about this, because right now we have some individuals that are listening that are in that space and they're not understanding what to do. But you have to understand your level of participation in that. And I want to throw out off the top that if you don't um, have somebody that you want to speak to, uh, whether it's myself, whether it's James, Reach out to call your insurance company. Find out the counselors that you can get. You know, what I'm saying some some uh, some some extra coaching from, so that you can coach yourself up, or perhaps you need to make an alternate decision. Exactly. Just- because when we get to that point where people start putting their hands on people, come on now. And when we get to that point where you just coming out your mouth all types of ways, mm-hmm. it's just as bad. For those of you who think that you're saying something to somebody is not as bad as you hitting them, you're incorrect. 
because there are residual effects that can happen just from, from the way that you speak to somebody. So we want to be, be mindful of that. What are your thoughts about that, sir? I will definitely agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have seen this for myself. I've seen it for my clients. The, the level of, I mean, and I want, I, want, I want to say this too as well. And it's one of those things where you have to discern the times. A lot of domestic violence has happened in this country. And so when you go into certain um, legal or judicial systems, county-wise or so, they're not playing with that. They're right. going to find ways to split you two up. And so then what comes with that is that somebody's leaving. And it's right. possibly not the one who thought they were going to stay. <laughs> right. I don't care how much you pay for the house. I don't right. care, man. No, somebody's going to get out of there. <laughs> and no. so you have to take all of these things into consideration and you have to mind your tongue. Leave right. Because it can be drastic. You can have a <laughs> you can have three Caucasian Coxwold cats knocking on your door. <laughs> tell you. Uh, tell Sorry. You, uh, is this Mr. Bush, yes, you have 15 minutes to get your stuff and vacate the permit. And get out. <laughs> and it's no joke, because you will leave. That's why they sent three of them. <laughs> you will leave. <laughs> so, my friends, my brothers, sisters, you know, let's see, man, if we can handle this in somewhat a, a decent manner. You know, watch and mind your tongue. Even though, as Elam said, you didn't physically assault them. You didn't touch them. You didn't hit them. But mind your tongue. Mind your words. Mind your actions. Something like that. Don't do anything that can pretty much be brought against you in that moment because right. it can be damaging and harmful. And uh, again, you guys, listening to Mr. James Bush, an amazing guest that we have on here. We're uh, kind of diving into the topic of divorce and um, he is a certified, uh, what, you know what, I don't even, let, let me say, tell him who you are again, tell him, tell him who you are again. I am a licensed professional counselor. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And, and so, um, you know, of course, counseling is one thing that people can do if they're inside of this space right now, inside mm -hmm. of their marriages. Mm -hmm. Are there any other suggestions that you give um, that people can kind of walk through? Let's just say, you know, the person can't afford the investment of um, you know, speaking with somebody professionally. What, what would be a suggestion for, for you? I mean, there, there's a, a list of things that I'd like to go on. Um, one of the things is sometimes people, they feel like they are in a, a dire situation. Mm -hmm. And so um, they say that, and the key word even that I hear is like, James, I'm not happy, I'm not happy. I'm oh, not oh happy. my God, don't get, don't, ooh, ooh. <laughs> and so And so one of the things that I try to, uh, become an advocate is, I'm like, look, it is not your partner's responsibility to make you happy. Speak it. Come on, man. You need to go to the top of Stone Mountain here in Atlanta and say, say, that, say that for them one more time. Because that, that phrase, I'm not happy, when I hear that, it's like I cringe, but I understand yeah. it. I understand because I do remember being in that space or whatever of thinking that my spouse is supposed to make me happy. I know you were about to go into a point, but you just tapped the little button right there. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, no. no, no, no. You, 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 you're you're placing. It's like uh, even when we old enough, man, we used to have uh, those uh, Nintendo, uh, the, the the first one, joystick, right. so like that. And okay. so you are placing the joystick of your happiness 
in mm. your partner's hand. Come and on now. They are pushing A, they're pushing B, the front knob, the back knob, or so like that. They Come got on. the spoon, man, to kind of make it. And then when they don't want to play with them no more, they drop the joystick, man. And then that's all of a sudden they'll drop you as well, too. My point yeah. to you is what I'm saying is, is that what you need to do is you got to find your own happiness. You have to Come find on. out what makes you you, what makes you tick, whether you are 32 or 52. You have to find out those things that are unique and germane to you. What is exciting? What are, is it something that you like to eat now that is different? Is it something like that you like to wear, that you like to dress, that you like to shop, that you like right. to run, that you like to jump, that you like to exercise? Do you like to read? Do you like to a uh, reason? Do you have a social network that you like to respond to? You have to go and start doing your own you work. That's why I had a colleague tell me, she said, James, we need to take more you vacation. Right. Not a vacation, a youcation. Oh, hold on. Let me write that down. That's a nugget. Take a youcation. A youcation is when you go and find out what makes you you today. Not Come on. six years ago, but today. So that means unplugging your phone. That means maybe watching a movie that you used to like uh, when you were in college. And all of a sudden you look at it again. Does it hit me the same? No. Maybe eating a food that you used to like, man, maybe three years ago. Is it hitting me the same? No. Now I've got to go on a journey of finding out what responds to me now in this day and age. And when I do that, then I am more edified. I am more informed. I am more built up. And so now I am not looking for that partner or so to make me happy. Guess what? I have started a party within my own self. And so mm. the party is not diminishing because of that individual or anything like that. The party continues because I continue to fan the flames of my own self or anything like that. No, it's not being just so independent where you don't need anybody because we are a connected people. We are social. There is much research to go along with that. But what it is, is we're being more informed and more empowered. And we have right. two empowered individuals coming together. Man, what can they do in this world? Man. Okay, hold on. If you... You, you you came in there on on the happy piece and and when you're talking when you, you you I hope that that was received when you were speaking and I like the analogy that you use with regard to the Nintendo right some of us are handing our whole remote over to somebody else and 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 expect and wondering why the game is not being won so, these but here's the thing to I'm gonna give everybody well, a one percent um leeway by okay. saying that when you grew up yeah. you were given the understanding that when you that, that the other person is supposed to make you happy that's what that's the reason why everybody uses that phrase you know what i'm saying yeah. so i'm not i'm not i don't i want to get because i'm not happy and then but then here's the thing even when i'm speaking with my clients okay they you know they start off by saying you know my, my my spouse isn't making me happy and then when i start asking them about what do they do from a nine to five perspective Okay, and you are a bank teller, let's mm -hmm. just say, but in your heart, you really want to um, be a kindergarten teacher, right? Or in your heart, you really want to, um, you know, uh, uh, be an engineer, whatever it is. So what's really, so the gift that was given to you by God to help you progress through life and bless the, bless the people of God or just and, you know, even for those that might not be believers, I'll say the gift that was given to you that you can go out here in life and shake and move and be great. You're not even working on it because you've allowed yourself, regardless of your circumstances, you've allowed yourself over time to not walk in what your happiness truly is. And so now you meet somebody else with a whole nother brain. And even though with your brain, your whole life, you didn't make yourself happy, you expect the other person to make you happy. 
if we really sat down and thought about that, right? And uh, you know, you're responsible for your happiness. Your spouse is not responsible for that. They're responsible for complimenting the happy that you've already created inside of yourself. If they can't compliment that, then that's one thing. But if you expect, this is why the whole 50-50, let's just go to, go to that, right? How many times have you heard, you know, the relationship is 50-50? That's a lie. Not true. You're responsible for way more of a percentage of that happy than they are, right? I always use 75, 25. You're responsible for 75% of your happy. They're responsible for 25 because that means, just like in school, right? That means if they don't show up, you got to see. You're still all right, right? Only thing they, they can come along and add 5, 10, 15 points, whatever. You can't even show up for you every day, but you expect them to? <laughs> So, well, let's that's take another, this first. That's a good point. That's a good yeah. that, that's, Hey, that's, that's another thing that I'd like to highlight as well, too. It's like, you're looking for other individuals to do this happiness dance for you, but you're not happy with your own self, man. You don't happy with what you eat, how you look, man. You got, man, pretty much, man, propellers for your eyelashes or something like that that's going <laughs> on. I mean, pretty much, you got a pancake 55, man, cakes on your face and stuff like that. Your natural and true beauty is not shining forth or something like that. You won't go, man, and do a sit-up, a crunch, a plank, or anything to work the core to do even better for yourself. I don't know how you can be in a state of happiness from anybody on this right. universe. That's what we're saying, is that these are some of the things that are important to you. And guess what? Also, your current emotional state is somewhat man, predicated or somewhat the outcome of the seeds that you sowed yesterday. And so when you sowed the seeds of yesterday of maybe complacency, laziness, ignorance, and didn't do your own work, and, 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 and I want to slow walk through this a little bit. Some things we don't know because we were never taught. I understand that. But when you know better, you do better. I think, uh, uh, oh, my, so. I, oh, I, you, I, hey, I, listen, I know you're getting some good information downloaded right now, because when you start to study, I, see, <laughs> you're I, having I, so I, much information, like, hold on, y'all, hold on. I, I do, I, I, no, I, I do like Jesse Jackson, you know, because, and he, he, he made a statement one time, and, and there's certain things he says that kind of resonate with me. He said, you may not be responsible for where you started, but you have a responsibility for where you're going. Come on. And so if you know that you are going to do better and work this work and you've been informed, you have access to information and resources to individuals who can help you do better in life, they right. can utilize that. Guess what? Right. Our counterparts utilize them all the time. But right. because sometimes we are just so stuck in our silos of, man, right. well, mama did this and grandmama did it like this or so like that, glory be for them. They didn't have what we have now. Come on. But you have an opportunity. So utilize that, choose that. It's like they say, choose life. So I'm going to choose life. I'm going to choose to find out what makes me, me. I'm going to, before I leave this earth, squeeze all of the potential and all of the greatness that the creator has put inside me out right now until I have nothing left. But in order to do that, I have to sometimes go in the dark and find out who I am. But here's the thing, man, what you saying right now, you're, you're, you know, my name is Mr. or Mrs. Hopeless Romantic. You're upsetting me right now because that's not what I was. That's not what was shared with me. You know what I'm saying? It was more along the lines of, you know, that you should know this stuff or you should just naturally do it or or um, maybe even um, that um, again, back to the happy thing that I shouldn't just 
feel like this or you should be making me feel the hopeless romantics don't like they're not going to like the majority of this conversation anyway because some of them it, it, so what what do you say to them because they don't like you right now that they're not going to like that because that puts accountability on them versus yeah. the other person and, and, and it should i mean the thing is is that we can either challenge each other to be better to be greater it's like when I go to the gym, I'm going to try to go tonight. And it's like, and I'm pushing against those weights and it's that resistance and I'm building up muscle. I'm building up an ability to be stronger in a certain area. But when I've gone and I relied on lies and falsities and fallacies and things that look good for Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan in a two hour picture film, then man, I am lost at that point because that is not reality. That is not the reality that many of us have come through in life. Many of us, man, what we, we thought we saw growing up as children, we didn't necessarily have the total capacity to understand that. Why do I know that, James? Because, man, brain and moral development. Our brains aren't fully formed to they're 26 years old. And so Ooh. along with that, uh, uh, moral development, um, John Piaget, he has um, concrete moral operational sensory motor, um, formal operational, and there's another one. The abstract part of your brain development doesn't start until maybe in your teenage years. So what mm. you thought or what you reason or what you believe to be happening in your own household, yes, mm. you may have saw it. Yes, you took it in. But what it actually meant, you may not right. have the full picture of it. And so right. now you grow up with all these ideas. Great. Everything is cool as being an idea, but is it based on truth? Does it have mm. substance? Does it have weight? Has it been tested, tried and true? Has it been taken the test of where it's evolved and it's been doing what needs to be done in this day and age, as opposed to like, for instance, like when we have turntables, we have 45 or so like that, and you had to turn it over, maybe just hear a different song. Now we have streaming. <laughs> you just go straight, man, to that song when you want to. Right. It's now in this day and age, what all of that means for you and I. That's what I'm saying. That hopeless romantic idea Maybe it worked. Maybe it was something that was in mommy porn. Maybe we enjoyed it at that point. But I'm I really don't think that it ever worked. I don't. I don't think that it ever worked. I just think there was like a nice mask that was kind of pulled over. Um, no differently than the words 50 50 Your relationship should be fifty fifty. No, that's just something that was just stated. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, and it's kind of like, no, that's not really. That's not really true. Once we get out here now, for the 15 year old, right, or the 10 year old, or maybe even the 25 year old, because like you said, you know, the 26 year old um, threshold that you gave, or so maybe the 24 year old is like, no, they still believe in that. I call it. I call it Blues Clues relationship, but you know what I'm saying? But 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 see, the thing is, is that again, a lot of that stuff is predicated based on your current life and your current experience. So when you go out there and you start, uh, ha I mean, in our podcast, man, you, you so brilliantly um, elocuted it, where you talked about um, what happens when we have sex, what happens uh, when we have orgasm, the brain right. chemistry that changes when it happens. Right. And I'll add on top of that, then when for women, there's oxytocin levels that are secreted. And for males, there's dopamine. So dopamine. they're not the same. Women are more conditioned to respond in a bonding form as opposed right. to guys. Guys, right. we are more in a dopaminic range where we like, I want that next high. I want yep. it whether it's with Sally Sue, Belinda, Janie J, or whoever mm -hmm. Uncle Luke Skywalker said that we can have, man. 
I want that what's going forward in that moment. Really? So That's real. It's a difference in that part. And so, but again, it's happening at the biological level. And we have to be informed and understand. And so it's knowing these things that help us, man, save off some of the fallacies and, you know, the cliches and everything like that that goes on. And it says, all right, now I want to go and do what is going to help me live the best version of my life possible. Listen, y'all, we're we about to come back uh, with a part two in a second. This is, we, we just wanted to take a moment. I, we have our guest um, here, Mr. James Bush here on the Understanding a Man podcast. And so um, I had the pleasure to be on his um, podcast as well. And so we, we did, you know, we're going to see us kind of rock and roll a little bit more down the road or whatever, because this, this gentleman right here got some bombs to drop for you. Um, and I want to end up on that point that you were just saying about you know, what you're seeing as a child, because my parents were married 48 years. And um, I guess if I go back 16, so what, they were like somewhere in their 30 something years of marriage. And so when I first got married, I was just like, uh, how do you do this? <laughs> you know, I had I had just seen it for the first 25 years of my life. So you would think I would just know. I had no idea. And for some of you that are in that space right now, that maybe maybe you want to walk away. Maybe you maybe you're trying to figure out, you know, is this the right person for you? Whatever case it be, I would encourage you to understand how did you start this thing off, and be more willing right now for us to hit the reset button. Because the goal is for people to, in my opinion, the goal is more for people to stay together. But some people don't belong together. Okay, some people have were just the season. Right. Maybe you missed the level of due diligence of some of the things that we talked about while we were on this phone. And now you figured out that, you know, the honeymoon phase is gone and you won't ever get back there, by the way. You won't ever. Um, if you had. Well, let me correct myself. You could get back to that feeling that you got when you were in the honeymoon phase, but it's going to take work from you and them. This is a team effort. And you have no idea how long that reset happens right because i always like to say to people you know for every year that you've been married it can take up to 30 days to see a difference in one thing so for my people who have been married for 20 years if you're hitting the reset button it might take you close to a year and a half to two years to, to, to fix one thing i know that doesn't sound good could you fix it in 90 days yes could it happen in one week is it going to happen after one counseling session? No. No. It's not happening. Is it going to happen after two or three? You just went 15, 20 years doing the wrong thing. You got to turn that as um, I think uh, I think Charles James said it best. You got to turn that cruise ship. How long does it take for a cruise ship to turn around? You ever seen that happen? It takes a long time. I think it's like 30 minutes for a cruise ship to do a U-turn. That takes a long time. So, and so within your relationship, you have to think about if you've been, even if it's been 10 years, even if it's been five years, because maybe you've been dating before that, right? So you, you've created these bad habits for an extended amount of time. And I want to just encourage those who might be in that space that, you know, they, they want to bow out of this thing that you got to do some work, you know, reach out to Mr. James Bush, please do. You know what I'm saying? Licensed, therapeutic, get your right, gonna hurt your feelings, but make sure that you get in line. That's what you need. You don't need to be calling your friend. Your friend don't even. Your friend don't even have a man, but that's what you call it, all right? I got I got one 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 little addition to that before we go ahead. Uh, I try to ask any of my clients, 
if you were to leave today, I'm not telling you to stay, I'm not telling you to go, but if you were to leave, what changes in your life by your actions? Mm. What changes? Mm. Does anything change? Because sometimes people say, I'm ready to go, I'm ready to leave. I'm ready. Okay, honey, I, okay, bro, I get it, I understand it. Now, tell me what is the plan? What are we doing? Right. Where right. are we going? If right. you cannot go and pinpoint a plan to me, um, how are the children going to be affected by this? Because guess right. what? It's bigger than you now. Right. <laughs> it's, it's assets, assets, expenses, you know, all that stuff. You know, let's, let, let's, let's not engage in, in emotional response. No. What changes in your life? I would like to have that conversation because mm -hmm. then that tells me where you're at. And I, I'm hoping that that tells you where you're at as well, too, with your decisions possible. No, that's real. Um, and I really appreciate it. And again, uh, I hope uh, the, the goal here was to really um, kind of get some of us to peel back uh, the onion of our thoughts. Um, yes, I know COVID might have exposed certain things. Yes, I know it might be hurtful. Uh, yes, you know, I'm sure you've been thinking about certain things, whether it's to stay or, uh, or, or to go, whatever. Um, but we, I, step one is we just want to acknowledge the fact that, you know, where we are right now, what more due diligence that we need to do as an individual before we pull the plug. Because maybe it wasn't done before or during or after, and we can point the finger all day. If we're going to try to hit reset and try to redo these things, let's just try to understand exactly where we are, whether it's the plan of how to move forward, like uh, James was just talking about, or kind of dialing back uh, to some of the other points that we were talking about earlier about understanding you're happy and things of that nature. Um, and uh, and so you know we're gonna we're gonna roll over to part two. We're gonna be kind of talking more about those pieces of those that who have um, actually gotten divorced and some of the stages and things of that nature that they go through. So you can join us for the part two episode of that. And uh, we'll see you soon. James, let them know how they can find your man. You can find me on IG at Mind of a Man Podcast or at Bush Counseling. Also, I'm available um, via uh, web uh, at, oh, no, nah, this is uh, BushCounselingServices.com. Also, my phone number is area code 615 That is area code 615 My one Yeah. All right, and we will talk to you guys soon. Stay safe.